Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. And if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Welcome to the Be Encouraged Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle, and you're listening to episode number 91. In this episode, I really was thinking about these three words, guide, path, and teach. I really just keep going back to these three words in the Bible, and I was kind of unpacking them, especially through the Psalms recently. And as I was thinking about guest speaker, I just leaned in and listened to Dean McCloskey on Instagram, and I could not be more just empowered, inspired by her. Um, her and her husband both have a ministry called the Freedom House, uh, which is in Dallas, Texas. And I I kind of stumbled upon them on Instagram, and. I found that they, we actually had a mutual friend who was actually on the podcast, Melanie Karsenberg, uh, a couple months ago, and I cannot tell you enough how much Dee just makes me so happy with all the content that she has on there, just all this encouraging content and truth, and she really just has this way of setting me back on my path to be encouraged and to have um, something to equip me with throughout the day. And I think if I'm thinking about those words, guide, path, and teach, I want to have truth in on my path. I want to have be teaching truth and I want God to you know guide me with truth. And so when I kind of thought about those things, I I reached out to Dee. I was like, I don't know, maybe you want to share some thoughts that you have uh, maybe for the Be Encouraged podcast. And then we literally, like it clicked. She just became an Insta friend. Uh, we had so many great topics to kind of unpack. And I cannot wait for you to really just dive in deep to this conversation that we have because she keeps it real. She's vulnerable. She unfolds the story of living life of what she thought would be a ha- happily ever after and then going through some pain and heartache and then learning about the character of God and really throughout her 20s and, um, you know, falling in love all over again and getting that happily ever after, not because of anything that she has done or that she's been perfect about, but really just laying out there that God is, uh, you know, will provide, will provide that relationship that you long for, those desires of your hearts, those things that God has given you pictures and ideas and visions for. Um, she just is giving such truth that God will provide in the moments as you're asking God to guide you on the path that you're meant to go and that he'll teach you on the path that he has uh, you know, kind of carved out for you, even if it may not be the one that we all picture because you know how that goes. But keeping this in perspective is the truth that I know I needed to hear and I can't wait for all of you to dive in and listen to. So grab your cup of coffee, get on your walk or run, and wherever you are, my friend, be encouraged. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Be Encouraged podcast. I am so excited to have with me a new guest. And so, Dee McCloskey, welcome to the show today because now everyone gets to know who you are and your story. And I can't wait to encourage others with you today. So, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited too because. Um, the word that really came to mind as I was thinking about our episode and thinking about our conversation was the word path and how God just takes us on different paths of life. And we learn different things that challenge us, move us, shape us, 
life change us, right? And I feel like you just have so many different pieces that are just stringing along in your story that I can't wait for you to unpack and people to get to know because you're just such a sweet and cool girl to get to know. And I just know you'll be a light um, to everyone listening today because I know we need more of that. We need more people who are just a light in the world and in our community. So I can't wait to get started. But before we get into all of that, how about you tell us a little bit more about who you are and where you're from and all that good stuff? Who actually am I? So um, my name, my full name is Deanne. Um, everyone calls me D. We were just kind of talking about that. If, if you call me Deanne, I will it'll kind of take me by surprise because no one calls me that except <laughs> my parents when I was in trouble. So, um, so I go by D. Um, I wear a couple different hats. I am a wife to the most incredible man on the planet. Um, I'm a mother to two beautiful little girls, Addie and Brooklyn. They're um, Addie's almost eight and Brooklyn's four. And my husband and I are actually pastors of the Freedom House in Frisco, Texas, which is a little north of Dallas. And we literally just launched about three months ago. So we're church planners. We moved to Texas from Orlando without knowing anybody and planted a church. And it's been the craziest, wildest ride. Talk about path. That path has been insane. Um, and that has been taking up a lot of our life. Um, I actually just retired in January being a licensed mental health counselor. Um, I was also a TV host for a while. And so I've done like a lot of different things, um, but I feel like it's all really led to this point in my life. Wow. Isn't that cool how paths we don't even know crisscross and intersect at different crossroads, which lead us to where we're going. So this is so good that we're going to kind of unpack more of that because I think, I don't know about you, but my younger self, uh, Dia was thinking about paths and I was like, okay, what would my younger self say? I'd be like, okay, we're, I'm going to first, you know, finish school and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to get married. Like you have this like linear path that you kind of want to walk through. Right. And I just want to know, you know, has there been a part of your story where the plan has then been shaken up? You went through an unperfect kind of path to get to where you are today. And, and maybe you have some mile markers that are popping up in your mind. So wherever you want to start and unpack yeah. that for us, uh, I take the wheel. Go ahead. Yeah. It's when you ask that. It's like, um, yes, my whole entire life. That is my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is like, nope, we're going to go this way. And so I, you know, I was raised in a really great home wonderful parents, you know, the term born in the church, that was me. I, the first time I sang in church, I was three years old. I was baptized when I was five. Um, I received the Holy Spirit when I was seven. Like I've just always known the Lord. And, but I was the child that was like, but I've just got to try things my way and just see how things kind of go if I try things my way. And so the Lord has always, thank God, protected me and, and given me a lot of grace. But I've made some choices along the way that probably were not the best. And, you know, I went through the whole high school rebellion teenage thing and, um, and really found myself kind of back in college, like wanting to pursue Jesus for myself, not just because that's how it always was growing up and, you know, because of my family. Um, but choices that I had made throughout high school, just because of low self-esteem and, you know, just kind of quote unquote, normal teen girl stuff, um, just led me into really toxic and unhealthy relationships. And, and I really was finding validation in all the wrong places and not in the Lord. And I wasn't finding my identity in him, but in people and wanting to be 
accepted and validated by people. And so I actually found myself um, married when I was 21 years old to um, a pastor's kid. And it, you know, you talk about like the fairy tale thing. Like I went to school, I got good grades. I was in college. I was about to graduate. I found this guy that checked all the boxes um, on paper. And I just really jumped into something knowing I knew somewhere deep down in my heart, like this was not, this wasn't what God, you know, had for me, but he allowed me to go through it. And I see now, you know, kind of where it's led me. But so I found myself um, very young and married and um, pretty quickly off the bat, things were very bad and very rocky. Um, and I always, I try not to go into too much of the nitty gritty, but it was, it was very abusive. It was very unhealthy. Um, and less than four years later, I found myself divorced. And so now I'm 25 years old, this Christian girl raised in the church, you know, one of the worst things that you could do in my mind was get a divorce. No one in my family has been divorced. And, and I just felt like a complete failure, um, I felt like I let God down. I felt like I let myself down, my family down. And so I look back now and I can tell you, you know, where God's brought me and we can kind of talk about that. But that was definitely the biggest shift of like, oh, this isn't what I thought life was going to be like. Um, but the Lord just really redeemed my life and my story and my heart. And I think at that point, he showed up in my life more than ever before. I think sometimes when we are just in a place of total desperation and at our lowest lows, he shows up because we really feel like we have nothing else. Like what else could we even long for or cry out for? We're just at such a place of helplessness that he's the only one that can rescue us. A guy couldn't rescue me. No one could pull me out of this despair except the Lord. And I received so much healing and so much clarity and so much redemption in really what I could say was probably the hard, one of the hardest times of my life for sure. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about healing there. So, I mean, for anybody who's go, you know, has gone through a toxic relationship or who maybe is in one, you know, maybe just speak to that. Like, how did you, um, go through healing? Cause that sounds really great. I think we all want things like that. When we go through despair, we want the healing and it sounds great, but we know that's a lot of hard work. So tell me a little bit about like, what was that hard work like for you? And like, what was that? How did you get up and out? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think a huge part of it. And you know, I'm a big fan of counseling because I was a counselor for 10 years. Um, but having accountability and people and good counsel around you is so crucial and is so important. Um, not just good friends, and those are important too, but having someone on the outside being able to kind of speak into just things that you don't recognize, things that you didn't realize you've done for your whole life, things that have been kind of ingrained in you, really helping you understand why did I end up in a relationship like this? We can't, I've never played the victim where it's like, well, I ended up in a bad relationship. It's like, but what did I do to get there? And again, like not that anyone deserves it, but we make choices that lead us to certain places. And again, not saying that like that just justifies abusive behavior, but it helped me understand, okay, I'm picking people that don't value me. I'm picking people just that give me one little ounce of attention, you know? So counsel is huge. Um, I think time is crucial. 
I'm one of those people that wants to bounce back really fast and I want to be okay the next day. And the Lord just taught me so much patience in the healing of like, it's like, if you, if your kid falls and cuts their knee and their knee's not going to be better tomorrow, it needs to be cared for. And the wounds might open if it gets nicked or, you know, if we get triggered, like things can happen. And so I recognize like healing is a process and I had to give myself so much grace because, you know, I was months out of the divorce and I found myself one day bawling on the floor, like, like in the fetal position. And I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I'm actually kind of happy that the Lord has like saved me from that. I've, I've gotten out of it. Why am I so hurt? And it's like, because it's still, it's still grief. It's still trauma. It's still hurt and grief comes in waves you know, so you might even think like, no, I'm doing good. And it's okay to allow yourself a process to heal. Like there's no time limit on when you should just be better. And then most importantly, I just dove into the presence of God, anywhere I could be with the Lord, any church service, any conference, any worship night, anything I could find myself in, I was at because I just needed to be with him. Um, because that's where I felt the most, the most whole, you know, I love that you say a few things that are just so, I just like, they highlight to me, they just were like highlighted off the page if you were just writing your own book and it just things to me like on a path, like to be able to be strong enough to look back and want to get to the surface, get to the root mm-hmm. of things because you can't move forward um, in the right direction that God wants you to set, set you on. I mean, you can try, but you may, like you said, be triggered, stumble, fall, and you have to kind of work through that process and go back, I think a little bit in order to go forward. And sometimes that rest period is restless for a reason because God's reminding you to be still. And it's so funny. I was just reading about, you know, that 40, Psalm 46, 10, you know, it says to be still and know that I am God. And I love that verse, but I, I just read a pastor kind of piggybacking off of like what the, you know, the different types of translation is. And it's, you know, um, sees fighting to stop fighting um, and know that he's God is one translation. I thought that was really interesting because it's like when some, when Paul wrote that it was such a fight, it was such a war zone. And sometimes you go through paths that kind of feel like a war zone, like whatever that might look like. Maybe it's like your kids fighting in the background. It's like a war zone, you know, who knows? But I will tell you that, that God says, you know, be still and know who I am. But he also says, I will stop I I, like stop fighting it on your own because he can carry the weight. He can carry the weight of everything that we go through. And I just love that thought and kind of picturing you doing that is such Mm -hmm. a beautiful way of just knowing how God can heal our, our story little by little, um, when we give it to him and even when things seem overwhelming, like things can be, you know, in Psalm 37, 23, verse 24 as well says, a person's steps are established by the Lord and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him with his hand. And I just feel like that really stands out to me too for you, Dee. Like, or anybody here who needs that encouragement, like, our, our walk is established by God and he takes pleasure in knowing that it's his way. And, and sometimes we fall and we go our way, right. And we're overwhelmed because we put ourselves in these certain positions and things. And I'm so guilty of this. I just kind of picky. I just like went back in my story and kind of was very vulnerable. It's really hard to do D. So I just thank you so much for doing that because it is not easy. And you might second guess yourself if you're afraid or nervous, but I think it's also so free knowing that when we tell people like our fault, 
faults and our, when we fall and it's really hard, um, then they see the light of the hand of God, right. Supporting us because there's no other way we could have gotten through that. So can you tell me a little bit more? So after, you know, going through this, how has, you know, the support of God in these overwhelming times taking you on a different direction? Oh yeah. So the Lord allowed me to go through a healing process and, and really just highlight and, and bring to the surface a lot of my stuff that I just had to deal with and kind of process through and heal from and, and counsel through. And, but what's so beautiful about the Lord is like, I've just always loved love. I've oh, my parents were high school sweethearts. They're still married to this day. They're very much in love. My sister got married really young. I've just always really, I've wanted the fairy tale love. And so even after the trauma and the heartbreak of divorce, little fairy tale D was like, but I still kind of want like this perfect husband, <laughs> like not perfect, but I still want this really beautiful love story. And the enemy really tried to come in and tell me like, well, you had your chance and you got your shot and you don't get that anymore. And now you'll, now you'll be lucky if you get anyone, because that's exactly my old mindset was like, I'll just take anyone that will even look at me or will value me. Not, I want someone who like will cherish me and will protect me and will love me like Jesus loves his bride. And so what's so beautiful is like, that was still a desire of my heart and the Lord provided that for me and sent that for me. And it was in the form of actually a friend. The funniest part about Miles and I's story is that he was at my first wedding. He sat in the audience and watched me get married. Like we were friends and, and we were friends for about six years. And, and then when everything happened, um, you know, and I went through everything, he was really just a voice of, of reason in my life. And he actually really helped me with forgiveness. And it was just totally platonically friends. And then one day it was like, <laughs> Lord put this spotlight on him. And I was like, Oh no, I like miles. <laughs> this is so complicated. <laughs> and so even our story wasn't quote unquote fairy tale because it's like, yeah, I married my friend who was married, you know, like it's very complicated or it was at the time, but once like we finally got together, it was, that was the only way I would describe still to this day. We have this ridiculous, passionate, like on fire, amazing love for each other. We have so much fun. Like we never get sick of each other. We want to be around each other. Also. We're like that annoying couple that I so desperately wanted to be. And the Lord literally like wiped away every lie that tried to come into my mind of like, I don't deserve this. Cause I tried to sabotage it because again, I had my stuff and I'm like, I have too much baggage and I don't deserve you. And you're too good. And, and he's like, stop. I I'm, I want this. I want to be with you. And you're, you know, you're pushing me away because of lies that I'm allowing to come into my mind where the Lord really showed me like, no, you are precious and you're valuable and you're still my daughter. And now being a mother, which was also a, a huge desire of mine was to have children, which I wonderfully got with my husband. Now I look at my kids and I'm like, yeah, there's nothing they could do. There's nothing that they could do to separate me from the love that I have for them and how much greater is the Lord's love for us. And he's such a greater father than we could ever be. And so now I can look at it and understand like he did want me to have like my happy ending. I know it's not my ending. I'm just hopefully in the middle of my story, but 
you know what I mean? Like he, he wanted that for me even more than I wanted it for myself. And, and he really has blessed me with an incredible God-fearing, God-loving husband and really wonderful kids too. I love that. It's like these earlier, you said you were a church planter, but I see God like being the planter, like planting little seeds along your way, these little heart desires. And I think that's for you who's listening, like you got is you, those little seeds. God has not forgotten you. Sometimes you're, you're right. D like we go through life and like go through life and we think God's forgotten those little heart prayers that we said that we so desperately like, I don't know, just envision. And it's those things I think are on purpose, right? God puts them. He wants that for you. And he wanted those things for you and for your life and for your family to knit it together. But I love how he does it such in a way that makes, you know, it's his presence. It's his, his package, his gift for you, wrap it up in a bow. And like, he wants to carefully package it in this beautiful way that is all his own. Because you're his. And I think that's just so good. It just gives me all the chills, all the feels, D. I love it so much because God is good like that. I think somebody needs to hear that. Like he's not forgotten about you. Maybe you've gone through a divorce too and you're thinking, oh, my, my lifetime's over. It's not over. It's not over till it's over. You know, right, right, God right. is always working. He's a good father. And, you know, his path, it's filled with peace, not perfection, right? So I know... um, just recently, like you, you're talking about, you know, planting seeds and you, you've been all over planting churches. So let's kind of just talk a little bit about that because I know God has given you and Miles such a vision and such, um, you know, a passion to serve others. But like, how do you do that? How do you lean in when you know God's calling you not only to a person, but then to like the mission field, because that's kind of like a big deal. It's kind of, yeah. So, so Miles and I got married almost 10 years ago in October. We served in a church for nine years in, in Orlando, Florida. And in 2020, the Lord started stirring our hearts to plant a church in Dallas. We had no idea why Dallas it was, we had no family here. We had nothing here. Long story short, we took the craziest leap of faith and we sold our house and I, I had a little counseling practice back home and, or back in Florida. And, you know, I told my clients, Hey, I'm moving to Dallas. I can, I can do zoom with you if you guys want. And most of them stayed with me, but like, we basically left everything behind. Um, we had no salary. We had no home here. We had no friends here. We had nothing. We had no church to meet at nothing. And, but there was such a, there was such an assurance of like, this is what the Lord was calling us to do. I could write probably a book on the confirmations he gave us. So I, I feel like he made it easy because once you hear from the Lord and he confirms things, it's like, you've got to go. I'm, I have still have a fear of the Lord. I'm like, if I don't obey, <laughs> I don't want to be out of his will. Um, but there was just so much of like, he called us to Dallas to wake up the sleeping giant which is the church, um, and which is not just in Dallas, it's all over America. He called us to raise people up and send them out, send them to be missionaries, church planners, um, evangelists in their work field, evangelists in Africa, like just to send out people because we as a church in America have been very like, come in, come in, come in, come in. And we've hoarded our congregation and we've found success in being a big church with big numbers rather than being a church that says, Hey, let's come together. Let's worship together. Let's get in the presence of God together. And then let's hear his voice and let's go. It's Isaiah six. 
getting in the presence of God, hearing his voice saying, here I am, send me. And then obeying when he says, okay, go. And so, you know, not to, we're not trying to beat up the church, but we're just really trying to get back to a biblical church mindset of what the Lord really wants for his bride and really, you know, preparing the bride for, for like, he's coming back for a spotless bride and we can't just be playing church every Sunday. So, you know, it's been spoken over me. I'm going to be the offensive one. (laughs) And I kind of just say it how it is, like when I preach and stuff, but it just kind of feels like time's too short for us to mess around and to just be in the habit of church on Sunday and just to go and make ourselves feel good. It's, it's really more about what can we do and how can we go? And so that's really been the mission of our church. Um, we just went to Guatemala um, uh, just last week and, and we're, our church is three months old. And so we're just like, we want to, we want to do missions. We want to get out in our community. We want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, you know? And so, um, so then we're just trying every step we take, like we literally will take a step and we won't move until the Lord gives us the next move. And how do we hear that in fasting and prayer and spending time with him and being very in tune to his spirit. And so when he tells us, okay, go do this next step, we go in January, the Lord spoke to us to launch our church in April. We didn't even have a building and we were like, okay. And which it makes no sense. And then we told our team, we're like, Hey, we're launching a church in April. And they were like, great. And we're like, we don't have a building. They're like, cool. Like everyone was just like, cause they know how we operate. We just operate in faith and he always, always, always provides. And so my biggest like word for people right now is like, if the Lord said to do it, go take the step, because I'm telling you, if you give him your yes, he will provide for you. He will, he will lay it out for you. He will do what you need, not for your glory, but for his, because everything, this house I'm sitting in right now is a testimony to him. Like, there's no reason I should be sitting in this house. It was literally impossible for us to get this house, but we got it. So it's just like things, little thing, you know, little, it's our house, little things like that to huge things. It's like, he gets all the glory in my life now, where when I look back at my life in my early twenties, I was in control and I had my hands on the driver's wheel. I was trying to do everything. We all saw how that worked out. It was crash and burn. (laughs) And now I feel like I'm living my life of like, okay, God, I'm in the passenger seat. And like, this is the craziest ride ever, but I'm, I'm surrendering and I'm along for the ride. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was just asking my daughter, um, I was just asking my daughter, like, what is faith? Like we, I was doing this Bible study and one of the prompting questions was like, ask your kids, like, what is faith? I'm like, okay. So I asked my middle, um, and her answer just kind of piggybacks off of what you said. And it was like, um, it's not like, why, why have faith? She's like, why not have faith? Yes. Why not? It's it's so so good. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, well, it's like looking at, what did she say? It was something about like a roller coaster. She was like, you can sit back and you can watch everyone else on that roller coaster have the time of their life. She was like, or you can go and experience it for yourself and get on. She was like, and face your fears. You may go up and down. She was like, and loop de lose, but it's so much fun. And I was like, oh my God, I love this 12 year old heart answer. And here I am. I have to tell her, I, I just told everyone about her answer because she was like, what are you going to say? What's my answer going to be for? And I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to know. But um, I That's love awesome. that because it's like, why not? Why not follow mm-hmm. Jesus? 
Yeah. And I, and I love that you're like all hands on deck. Let's hop on that ride and go. And I think that takes some courage. So I don't know what's the, your, your encouragement to, to have a little bit of courage, you know, because like you said, God's made it so plain, but how do you hear from him? Yeah. How do you hear that for me. And you know, it's funny. I feel like he was so gracious to us about the move here and um, we're also getting ready for another massive faith step, like bigger than anything we've bigger than anything. And, um, the biggest thing, first and foremost, like there's so much peace behind it and I'm a planner and I write things out and I need to know, I don't even like getting out of bed in the morning if I don't know what my day entails. So stepping out in faith for a person like me is, is not comfortable yet. When the Lord tells me to do something, he gives me like a grace and a peace with it so that I know it's him because Normal D would not pack up her life and move to another state with the promise of nothing. But faith filled D was like, he's going to provide. I just know he's going to provide because I feel it and I feel the peace. And I know this is what we're supposed to do. And so it really comes with this peace. I also prayed for very clear confirmations and he gave them to me. He gave them to me through scripture. He gave them to me through my time praying with him where I could literally hear his voice. And he gave them to me through other people giving us words, people would walk up to us and be like, the Lord said you're supposed to plant a church in Dallas. And we're like, what, you know, like, and, and they didn't know anything. I asked the Lord for a specific word in the Bible. And four people called me that week and said, Hey, I got a scripture for you. And there were four different scriptures all with the same word. And so it's like the Lord, I feel like the Lord is just kind of like in heaven, like kind of laughing at me, like, all right, I'll give you another confirmation. And I'm like, okay, just one more. And he's like, okay. And so he just gave, he, he, what he did give a lot of confirmations, but the one that just trumped all of them was he gave me peace that passed all understanding. And I just knew he had me and I, and I there it's unexplainable. I just couldn't explain why I felt so, so peaceful about it, you know? And, and and there were people coming and telling us that we shouldn't do it. And there were people coming and telling us we weren't ready. And there was, there was, you know, negative voices coming around, but I still stood so firm, like, no, but this is what the Lord has called us to do. And so that's how, for me, it was just, it was, it was unshakable and undeniable. Undeniable faith. Mm-hmm. That is truly what you are living out. And I absolutely love that because plans are funny. Like they will um, change. I think my aunt, when I was very you know, young in my twenties and um, young and pregnant before I was married and she, I went to a family reunion and, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, here it is. I have to own what I was walking through and I'll never forget. She was like, oh, Jack, you know, we make plans and God just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you for keeping it real, Aunt Steph. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so true. The thing I've lived by this past two years is radical obedience. And so it's just, you know, that undeniable piece. In, but anytime he's told me to do something, I am radically obedient. I am immediate with it. I don't question it, especially when I know. Like, of course, I ask for confirmation and all that. But once I know it's the Lord, it's like, okay, I don't care what anyone says or thinks. Like, I've just got to do it. 
You just got to do it. And I love that. And you said you were on a missions trip, which kind of another leap of faith, which is so great. You guys just keep taking these leaps. I think <laughs> and the thing I really noted here is that, you know, you're in the word and you're in prayer. So listen, if you want to hear from God, I'm, I'm taking these notes myself is spend some time in the word. And if you don't know what that looks like, ask God yourself, like what, what point to me, what direction am I to go? And I think just asking those little small breath prayers and taking just little baby steps of faith will lead yeah. you to where you need to go on your path. I think God is so faithful um, that he will lead us. He's such a good father. He's not going to be like, okay, you know, finish, you know, he's a, he's a good teacher too. He's not going to give you like algebra homework when you're working on your, you know, three times tables. You know what I mean? Like right. he's a good father and he's going to give you exactly what you need in that moment. So just trust that process as well. And just knowing that it's what you do, you live by and going through this missions trip, how has that been the life-changing mile marker of your life? Because I feel like there's a lot coming that I can't wait yeah. to listen to. I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll keep it short, but we, um, you know, every missions trip impacts you in different ways because just seeing other cultures and how God's moving in other countries is just so humbling. And we got to build a house for a family, which was amazing. I literally built like two walls, you guys. I was very proud of these walls. Um, we got to do a VBS for kids and do crusades and all these like really amazing things. Um, but for us, we visited an orphanage and um, we, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I have to be a little bit discreet, but there are things in place that international adoption is not possible, um, you know, for man, but anything's possible for God. And um, I just really fell in love with um, two children and not fell in love like, oh, they're so cute. I want to, you know how like, I feel like Americans go to orphanages like, I want to take them home. And then they leave and they just don't ever think about it again. Um, I was really, really moved and impacted. And um, the only way I can describe it is the Lord literally flooded my heart for these two children. And so I went and I had some conversations and the Lord is opening some doors to make it possible for us to potentially go from being a family of four to a family of six. <laughs> so this is the craziest. And what's funny is we were at a service that we were putting on that Saturday night and I was on the floor crying. And I literally said to the Lord, I was like, you have my yes. And whatever this looks like, I was like, you have to make this work because this is only going to work with you but you have my yes. So whatever I need to do on my end, because don't forget faith without works is dead. I could have given the Lord my yes to plant a church and then stayed in Orlando and nothing would have happened. I had to, we had to step out and move and pack up our family. So there's work that I'm doing on my end, but there's doors that the Lord is opening that men cannot open. And the fact that there are certain doors being opened are like, it's literally a miracle. So we are, um, we are in the very, very beginning stages of that. We're, you know, just trying to raise money right now and getting some legal things in place but the Lord is like making a way where there really seems to be no way. And it's been the craziest couple of days of my life <laughs> trying to like figure this out. But he, it's just, it's crazy. Like the most unexplainable feeling of love for people that I, I don't even know, but I feel that I, I want to take care of them the same way I want to take care of my girls. Like, it's just the wildest experience I've ever felt. And, and I'm like, man, I think the Lord's like, you thought you had a lot of faith. Cause I like started to take a little bit of pride in my faith. Like, yeah, I, I'll do anything the Lord says. And it's like, okay, 
like, are you ready for this? And I'm like, radical obedience, here we go. So please be praying for us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but hey, his, his radical love is around you. And I just feel like yeah. when you're led by radical love and you know that meaning of God's love and you know God's love in you, I feel like that can just move mountains, can it? And yes. that radical faith, like that's the thing that is contagious. And I think just that knowing how bold that you are and, and bold and courageous, these leaps of faith. Yes. Take boast in the Lord. Like that's what you're doing. It's not necessarily, I don't see it as a pride thing. I think it as is more as like boast in what God can do, not what mere men can do, but what God can do. And there is no weapon that can be formed against that. Yeah. Um, and I just love that. I'm speaking that over you. No weapon can be formed against you and your family as you're walking this new path, this uncharted territory. And if anybody here is listening and going, man, I really need to take a leap of faith, do it. I believe that if you are listening to the Lord, if you are uh, following his steps and you're giving him your yes, like D, I mean, what else can, can come against you, right? Nothing can come against God, our creator, our almighty and all powerful God. And I just, I love that thought. And if you really believe it, like you can receive it. And then I know for sure you will achieve the things that God has planted for you. Yeah, so amen. it's good. It's all good. And I just literally just finished a series of believe, receive and achieve. And I feel like you just encompass all of this to piggyback <laughs> off of it. And it's just a beautiful thing. Thank you so much Dee, for sharing your heart and where you've been and where you're going. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. Absolutely loved it. Thank you so much, everybody. And be encouraged. guys how great was that if you really enjoyed that conversation really enjoyed listening to my friend d today don't forget to go ahead and click subscribe and download so, you know this episode or share it with a friend i love when people share with others because it just encourages everyone else onward in their story in their journey as well and i love the things that we mentioned as well as the verses that we had that will, will also be in the show notes so don't forget to check it out and d and her family also have a gofundme page the link is in there you can help find their adoption process. And I know that is something that they are trusting God to provide for, but let's go ahead and help them out and do that because why not, right? Why not have faith? Why not Why not take big, crazy leaps of faith like my friend Dean? That's something I know I took away from me today. And maybe you're asking yourself, what crazy leap of faith do I need to really listen to? Or maybe I need to ask God, like, what is that vision? What is that next step? Give me that that time to just be quiet and listen to your spirit. Um, you know, and also just a reminder to give him your yes. I love the fact that, you know, she doesn't boast in what she did, but she boasts in what God did for her and working through through her and her life and her family's life and her church's life and the community's life. So I cannot wait to see what God has in store for you, what wondrous works he has for you, because there's nothing like when you follow God's path, when you follow God's heart, when you ask him to guide you in truth and in his way, um, so much goodness can come from that. So let's saddle up for a great week, everybody. I sure hope that you are encouraged and don't forget to share this encouraging content with a friend today. Have a great week. Thank you.